Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And if you're just getting up and joining us, waiting for this frontal system to pass through your area before you head out into the great outdoors, we're talking with David Cresson, the director of Louisiana Coastal Conservation Association, about two big issues, the redfish changes, possible regulations on uh, size limits and bag limits, and also the pogey boat or pogey ship issue that will be addressed at Thursday's Wildlife and Fisheries Commission. And, uh, David, uh, uh, putting a bow on the uh, notice of intent, uh, here's the status as far as I understand it. They will address this at the Thursday meeting. If there are no amendments or changes made, they will submit the proposed rule to the Legislative Oversight Committee for their review, and then we've got anywhere from 30 to 90 days to wait and see what they do with it. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct, Don. And so it's really important that all of your listeners that care about this send an email to comments at wlf.la.gov between now and next Wednesday. Obviously, if you can come to the meeting, I can promise you the industry will be there. They'll bring employees from their from their plants. Uh, and, you know, of course, they will uh, they will fight this. But we, we're going to need the general public, the, the angling public, coast lovers everywhere to show up at this meeting, speak up uh, or at the very least, send an email to comments at WLF.LA.gov. And uh, I think we have an opportunity to get this thing done. David, there was recently uh, the public hearing, a one time public hearing was held and wildlife and fisheries with regard to the uh, other another notice of intent to modify redfish to go to three fish per person per day, 18 to 27-inch slot limit. None over the 27 can be part of your bag, and charter captains and guides would not be able to keep their limit on a paid trip. What went on at that hearing? Were there any action items? Were there any changes made to it, or is this still just status quo, still in the works? Yeah, so the meeting last week was just purely a public comment meeting. There was no action item. There really wasn't much of a presentation uh, it was just an opportunity for the public to show up, speak their mind. And I got to tell you, Don, I was really surprised and pleased with the sheer number of people that showed up that that day. This was a Monday at 10 o'clock in the morning, and the room at Wildlife Fisheries was packed. And it's a very passionate issue for lots of folks. Uh, certainly there were people on both sides of this. I would, I would tell you that I, in my estimation, there were significantly more people who were in favor of a four-fish limit at this meeting than the proposed three-fish limit. Uh, CCA is is in support of the four-fish limit, which was the original uh, proposal made by the the department biologists. The biologists offered a four-fish option, 
that would have produced about a 37% harvest reduction. Of course, the the uh, commission decided to go a little stronger than that with the three fish option. We supported the four fish. There were more people at this meeting that supported a four fish option than three. Uh, but again, it was purely public comment. Uh, the action item, uh, it is not on the February agenda. I'm a little surprised by that, but I would guess in March it will go for a, you know a, another vote by the commission, and they can either move forward with the three fish option or they can uh, amend that to to some other option. So it's uh, it's a very passionate issue. People are all over the place. Of course, uh, some people want to keep bull reds. Some people think we shouldn't keep bull reds. Uh, the guide limit is a is a controversial issue. It's a very small percentage of the of the harvest, but you know there's lots of people that think guides shouldn't keep their limits, uh, and and uh, and so that's you know that that creates some controversy as well. One way or the other, I think in the next couple of months we'll have a resolution on redfish, and uh, let's face it, we all need to do our part uh, to to help these fish recover. Uh, but don't forget, bogey boats are killing thousands of them a year, uh, and so far nothing's been done there. All right. Well, one commissioner light, uh, for people that don't know, these commissioners are appointed. at the, They serve at the pleasure of the governor. Uh, are we going to ha- take a vote with one light, or do you think the, the commissioner will be named by next Thursday meeting by Jeff Landry? Well, that's a good question, and I wish I knew the answer. Every indication I've gotten so far is that they plan to have this meeting next week with six commissioners, which is which is one light. Uh, and if, if I'm correct, uh, four of those six would have to vote to change the POGI, uh, the POGI proposal in order for it to, uh, to be rejected or to be changed. Uh, if the vote is 3-3, I believe, you know, there's no action taken and, and the thing would move forward. So um, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting issue to do one, one commissioner down, one of the most important votes I think they'll ever take. Uh, and so it'll be it'll be quite over quite a week next week uh, on Quail Drive. I uh, hope whoever that commissioner is is uh, well versed on these topics to be thrown into a meeting and if that happens and take a vote on it and you know in, in a day or two's notice. But we'll see what happens. David, thanks so much for your insight and input and all the work you guys at CCA do in protecting and preserving our marine resources. And look forward to our next visit. Thank you, Don, and thank you for all you do to, to keep the sportsmen, uh, you know, up to speed on all this. All right, welcome. Thanks again, Dave. All right, David Cresson, the Executive Director of the Coastal Conservation Association. Got an opinion on those two issues? 504-260-1870. We're back right after this. We're going to catch up with Captain Mike Gallo, find out if he's underneath an umbrella this morning over there in Slidell as the frontal system sweeps through the Gulf Coast area. And you're listening to it right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better 
Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And it's time to chat with Captain Mike Gallo of Angling Adventures of Louisiana. His reports, by the way, are brought to you each week by CETO. What an organization. CETO.com. Invites you to become a member, and if you sign up for $199 per year and it is renewable, you will get free towing. All you need, no limit on times to come out and deliver you fuel, jumpstart electrical problems, dock-to-dock towing, discounts on fuel, lodging, and more. Bet you didn't know about that. You get that through the Advantage Network partners of CETO. If you want to sign up, CETO.com is the easy way online, or call Captain Chris. He'll be happy to chat with you, 504 501-4545. That's 301-4545. Area code is 504. Captain Mike Gallo joins us now. And, Mike, uh, what's that song, Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head? How many of these things are we going to get before it's over, my friend? Boy, I tell you, we're trying to catch up on our average rainfall all in two weeks. (laughs) Yes, well, I think we did. We caught up and superseded the drought. But it's got to end, and it looks like it's going to be sometime late morning in your area or maybe this afternoon. Uh, did you get to get out at all this week in between the raindrops? I did not get out at all this week as far as fishing. Um, I did bring some venison over to our friends at Double D, so I will have some fresh sausage here pretty soon. Well, I hope you got your ticket, too, for the drawing for the sportsman's you know package. You know what, Don? It was raining, and I did not get a ticket. I might have to call them and see if they can do it over the phone. Oh, I'm sure they'll take care of you. Yeah, you don't want to miss out on winning a 308 Browning white gold medallion with the Leopold scope and a leather case. It's going to be, and they got till April 1st, so anybody brings a hog or deer over there. Well, how did you acquire this venison? You told me you didn't get one on the trip you made. Well, my buddy invited me back. He had been seeing some, quite a few. Um, not far from his house there up in uh, central Mississippi. So um, I made a trip up there one afternoon, and uh, we sat in the stand and saw 10. They kind of came and went. And then uh, a good-sized doe came out, a little under 100 pounds, and we will have fresh sausage. (laughs) Good for you. You know, that's always the issue. You know, you say, look, I want to hold back. The rut is on. I'm not going to take the first deer that comes in. I'm not even going to take a small buck. I'm waiting for the trophy deer. And then a lot of times that last doe goes away and nothing else comes back. And you leave empty-handed. 
So you made the right decision, I'm sure. Yeah, that's kind of how it was. Two came out, and we estimated they might have been about 60 pounds, and they seemed to be looking back into the woods. But they didn't stay out very long. They left in maybe two or three minutes. And then another 20 minutes later, we had six come out. And they seemed to be migrating towards us ever so slow. Of course, the biggest one seemed to be further uh, away from us. And then all of a sudden, all their tails went up, and they all ran in the woods. And we thought, oh, I wonder if a bigger one's around, or did they hear some sort of noise that scared them? So we kind of thought, you know, like you were saying, we waited too long. And then another five minutes went by, and two more came from a total different direction. And we estimated um, those to be in the 80 to 100-pound class. And uh, one of them fell victim. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Well, glad you got your venison sausage on order. Well, getting back to the fishing. What's going to happen when this wind switches around and uh, picks up a little bit of intensity and the water temperatures uh, maybe start to drop again as we got a little bit of cold weather coming and some clear skies next week? How are you going to respond? What will be your plan? Well, I tell you, Don, when I, at this time of year, um, like you said earlier, you definitely want to find clean water, always want to find clean water. And then after that, this time of year, what's most important to me is the water temperature. So fortunately, I have a temperature gauge on my depth finder, and I would love to be above, say, 53. Uh, 53 and above, I feel like I can catch almost anything, speckled trout, redfish, bass, flounder, you know, all of the fish that we enjoy. It gets below 53. You still can catch quite a few different species, but trout really get lethargic in that last three degrees, 50 to 53, really tough to catch them. Um, so that's, you know, that's when I find myself targeting redfish or drum or sheephead. And then, you know, you constantly watch that that temperature gauge, and if it does warm up towards the middle of the day, then maybe you could change your strategy and go look for some speckled trout. Got it. Good plan. Good plan of action, Captain Mike. Mike, if people want to check on your schedule and get a trip uh, booked in there some kind of way, sideways, upside down, in between the lines, they can find you on my site at DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. You're at AAofLA.com. And give them that telephone number if they want to give you a call and go over calendar dates. My number is pretty simple to remember, 985-781-7811. And, Mike, what type of sausage is your favorite from Double D? What flavor? I get um, mild green onion sausage. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I like mine a little spicy, but the green onion mm, goes good with the venison. Good choice. Yeah, that's our favorite. We use that with red beans and rice on Mondays. There you go. Thanks, Mike, for the report. We appreciate it as always. Congratulations on the venison, and we'll talk with you next week. Thank you, Don. Hopefully we have a drier report next week. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it could be any wetter. Thanks again. All right, that's Captain Mike Gallo. Coming up next, Paddler's Report. Last weekend, boy, brutal conditions for the Minimalist Challenge. But uh, some folks did fare out pretty well. Others did not. Brendan Bayard was there. 
He'll have a report on it coming up next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, we might be stroking around our yards with all this rain. If it doesn't quit soon, I think it is going to quit sooner than later. The final uh, portion of it kind of sweeping across the Gulf Coast, depending on your location. Uh, later on today, I think the whole Gulf Coast should be clearing up. Well, this report is brought to you by Massey's. They've got three locations, Mid-City, New Orleans, Baton Rouge, also Covington. Not only will you find some of the best kayak fishing and hunting models from Brands like Hobie and Jackson Kayak and Native Watercraft, but just an enormous amount of products and uh, accessories for the paddlers. And also, don't forget, those of you who around this type of year like to head out and go skiing out west, they've got a full line of ski apparel, one of the few places you'll find it. Massey's Outfitters, three locations. Brendan Bayard is one of our field reporters who reports on And Brendan, boy, what a brutal weekend it was for the minimalist challenges it's a shame that they got that kind of conditions because it's one of the greatest uh, kayak tournaments there is where they limit you on the type and the number of baits they level the playing field for everybody but uh didn't sound like a whole lot of people did very well and you're to be congratulated you came away with a third place and because of that you and uh, 17 other well i guess it'll be another 19 other finishers will get an invitation to fish the championship tournament at the end of the year so congratulations to you tell us how it went and who the big winner was hey don yeah um we had a pretty brutal uh set of conditions as you mentioned you know it was probably uh low 30s with some you know 20 20 plus mile an hour winds low water at least we didn't have rain um it was uh it was really tough and the bite was really slow um you know that this, this being kind of the end of the winter uh those those dead end pits and uh you know kind of uh deeper holes are not quite as uh easy to fish uh later in the winter as they are in the beginning of the winter i think the fish get acclimated and those and those uh deeper holes get kind of hit by more and more fishermen as the season goes on but they were still there, and uh, people kind of knew that that was the game plan. So you would you would bounce around to these different places throughout the day, and you'd see large groups of people fishing those areas 
uh, either from the bank or in their kayaks. We, we made a rule because of the, the winds and the cold that guys could fish from the bank if they wanted to that day. This is one of the first times I can ever remember them allowing people to do that uh, just because they didn't want to reschedule because you never know what's going to happen. Um, but uh, Breck Hotard came out on top. Uh, he's been doing really well in the club. He, he came out way with 120 inches. Uh, best in everybody in the 70 player or the 70 angler field. Um, he uh, he fished some of those roadside pits down LA one and uh, caught his five trout in two reds. Uh, he didn't find a uh, a kicker fish, which we were allowing the uh, 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 a drum or a sheephead or or a flounder, but some other anglers did. But they they didn't put together the full bag uh, of, of fish like Brecht did with the, uh, the two nice reds and uh, all the nice trout. So uh, congrats to him. He, uh, he really grinded it out. I think he just stayed in the same spot all day and, and really fished hard on the bottom and, uh, you know, waited for the fish to come through. Brendan, what were the baits they limited you to and which ones worked for you <laughs> and for Brent? Breck? Yeah, we uh, we got um, probably seven plastics. Uh, one of the guys in the club, he, he did some hand-pour lures for us. So they were kind of custom-made. Uh, they had some, you know, clear with red flake, two different sizes. We had, uh, you know, a couple of different, like, uh, longer kind of, uh, you know, rattle-tail baits. We had a, a boom-boom shrimp in there with four different colors. Uh, it, it was kind of a, a assortment of soft plastics, if you will. There wasn't anything like a like a hard bait or anything. We did get a a four horseman cork um, to use with those. Um, you know, I think some people still caught fish uh, under a cork in those conditions, which was kind of surprising because you know most of them were most of the fish were on the bottom pretty deep. But uh, for whatever reason, early on they were biting on the cork. I think as the day went by. Uh, being in the cold weather, uh, you know, typically you wait for the afternoon to warm up, but we were out there and I think the water kept getting colder and colder and colder. So, uh, the longer you wait, waited, the harder the fishing almost got because, uh, you know, that, that air was still cooling the, the water as the day went on, even though it was sunny. Yeah. So they took the corks off and maybe went a little deeper, huh? Yep, yep, that was the plan. But uh, it was it was still fun seeing everybody out there for the first tournament of the year. Had to weigh in over there at the Golden Meadow Pavilion right there in the, uh, the little park. And, uh, you know, it was a catch photo and release tournament, which was on uh, the app that we, you know, the club started using during COVID just to kind of keep things going. Uh, this one, uh, we did that just so that, uh, you know, people could, you know, spread out a little bit more and, uh, you know, with with the weather conditions and, and just submit fish uh, at random if, if they needed to leave early and uh, didn't have to uh, show up at the weigh-in or anything like that. So it, when it is the, out. When's the next uh, Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club event set up? <clears throat> uh, the next one is the Trout Challenge, which will be down LA1. I don't know the exact format. It's going to be some uh, combination of a, a, a bag limit of trout, or, you know, a half a limit or something like that. It might be catch for release. It might be live weigh-in, but that's going to be down LA1, and that is, I believe, at the end of March, March 30th or so. Don't quote me on the exact date, but uh, it's going to be that Saturday at the end of March. bckfc.org. You can find out information on it. 
Uh, Brendan, with all this rain and stuff happening, uh, what tip can you give people when it finally stops and they get out? I got people telling me they're sitting on go waiting for that front to get behind them and then they head it out. What should they be doing? Yeah, uh, I would avoid areas where you're going to get big drainage from, uh, you know, uh, estuary or, or tributaries and stuff like that, where you're going to have like maybe Bayou Lafouche carrying about a bunch of fresh water down. Uh, I would tuck kind of further into the sponge of the marsh, if you will, go into some of those places uh, where you're going to have kind of an area that's more protected, that's less influenced by fresh water, uh, some deeper areas, of course, this time of year, and just anywhere where uh, there's not less uh, fresh water mixing uh, with the with the fish, uh, with the, the water you're fishing. So, uh, you know, hopefully it's not muddy or there's no drainage. Uh, runoff from the road, uh, those kind of things create problems. You're looking for clear water, deep water. Uh, that's about it. Great advice and uh, great for you sharing it with us. We really appreciate your reports, Brendan. And, again, congratulations on your finish and your qualification for the tournament. Thanks, Don. Take All care. All right. See you next time. Brendan Bayard, one of our two Paddlers reporters. Coming back after this, uh, okay, you know what time it is. Bad boys in the outdoors. If you're going to break an outdoor law, don't get lost doing it. We'll tell you a guy who did and what his crime will cost him with time. Back after this with the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Say, how would you like to win a 2023 Tidewater Baymax Bay Boat powered by a 200-horsepower Yamaha and a McLean tandem axle trailer? Well, you can if you... Buy a ticket from the Mississippi CCA. They're going to limit the number of tickets. They're 50 bucks only, and you can only get, there's going to be 2,000 of them sold. They cut it off after that, and you can get those at Jack's Automotive in Bay St. Louis, or you can get it at any CCA Mississippi event throughout the state, and you can always go to their Facebook page and get one. I'll be doing the drawing. They've invited me to stop by at the Biloxi Boat Show on Sunday, March 10th at 2 o'clock, We'll draw the winner's name. It could be you, so get your ticket now. All right, when we come back after this quick 10-second station identification pause, it's time to tell you our bad boys of the outdoors tale for the week. It's next, right after we let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. What are you going to do? Well, on the night of December 13th, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fishery agents Corporal Nelson Kennison, Corporal Jason Sanchez, and Sergeant Tyler Smith responded to a lost hunter call for Marcus Artigo, who told him he became lost when he was tracking a deer shot with his crossbow on Thistleweight Wildlife Management Area. The next day, while patrolling the WMA, they found Artigo back tracking the deer he had shot the day before. Agents assisted Artigo and backtracked the deer to where it was presumably shot near East Road on the WMA, where they found an arrow stuck in the ground next to the road. Uh-oh. During questioning, Artigo admitted to the agents that he used a spotlight after shooting hours and shot the deer from his vehicle with his crossbow. Agents were unable to find the wounded deer. After fessing up to the hunting deer during illegal hours, hunting from a moving vehicle, two counts of violating rules and regulations on a WMA, and hunting deer from a public road, facing $2,150 in criminal fines and up to 120 days in jail. Luckily, luckily for him, the deer was never found, so at least there's no civil restitution. For 46-year-old Marcus Artigo of Opelousas, Louisiana, our bad boy of the outdoors. 
Yeah, so if you decide to pull up and shoot through your window of your vehicle on a road with a spotlight at night with a crossbow, uh, don't get lost going looking for the deer. Moral of that story. All right, coming back after this, well, the duck season in the west zone, which is where Ryan Lambert hunts, is ended. Uh, Hunting season's not totally over, and he's gearing up for some more fishing. We'll be back to catch a fishing report from Captain Ryan and also talk about a little hunting trip we got coming up next week. You might want to do the same thing. Back with Ryan's report after this pause on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And we just got a text in from John Terrebonne, Convent Hunting Club, checking in this soggy morning, doing what a lot of people are doing. They're texting back and forth, betting on what time the rain will stop so they can get started hunting or fishing. And they're going to be doing some rabbit hunting. they got those beagles. Uh, he says they've had less and less cover as the season progresses. Yeah, it dies back, and it's prime time for rabbits. And he suggests get your kids out in the woods, walk through some briars, jump one their way. They will not forget that experience. Yep, squirrel, uh, rabbit, uh, conservation order for geese, all that's still going on, as well as snipe and woodcock. And the plastic man will be accompanying us on a woodcock hunt this coming week. And Ryan will trade in those tight chokes and, you know, the small steel shot for some real fine bird shot and open chokes in the woods for those little timber doodles. Yeah, but most most of the time it's pretty close shots too. So you got to have open choke, no matter how good you are. You got <laughs> them dudes are rocking through the trees. Yes, they that's are. Fun. Yeah, it's so much fun. Well, and you get to have some dog work, which makes it so special. Yep. Well, you know, I guess Kenley's uh, kind of <laughs> sad now, huh? That the season's come to an end, or is she relaxed because she worked pretty hard this year. She just walked over to the window, looking out at the at the water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she, she. Every time I get dressed, she's jumping up and down, ready to go. You know, for seven years old, she's still pretty spry. But it's uh, I don't know. It's over, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I needed it too. I was wore out. Yeah, I, I used to get wore out, but it didn't hurt so bad when I was young. But now you get wore out, it hurts. <laughs> well, now you guys can turn your thoughts more to fishing. You do the fishing throughout the winter, and uh, boy, the river really jumped up, huh? It looks like it's continuing oh, yeah. to go. Yeah, it's going to come up. We got so much rain in the valley now. I mean, it's just training right through the valley. I mean, it's just for days and days. So it's going to go high, but, you know, it just pushes the fish into the bay. You know, just the tide comes in and the salt water pushes closer to it, so the fish come with it. I mean, it's it's a process that we've uh, perfected over the years, and we know how to do it. I mean, my guys are so good at that. So, I mean, they catch a fish. They had some customers came to check out the lodge the other day because they wanted to do a big uh, commercial hunt of fish during September. So they sent some people to see if the lodge was nice enough and all that. And Cody took them out and just smashed the fish. So I guess I, I guess they booked. <laughs> you know, when I was down there last week and we made that hunt, I was talking with some of your, your out-of-state visitors that came down there for the cast and blast it. I don't know. What, what do you think they enjoy more? The uniqueness of hunting in a in a habitat that is nowhere else in the world like it is down there in the Delta, or the the fishing that they experience here. Which one do you think you they know, get the biggest kick out of? I, you know, they come for the hunt. You know, that's what they come for because it's that time of year and the, the the species that we could kill. We kill you know just variable species up to twelve, fifteen sometimes. So they love that, seeing the different ducks. Everybody loves the pintails, loves the canvasbacks, so they don't see those very often. And then uh, and then the fishing was so good this fall. Even if you had a, a duck day that you only killed 10 ducks or something like that, 
I'm talking about the fishing was unbelievable. So everybody left happy. I mean, it, it was so nice to see everybody just enjoying themselves so much. And, the, you know, the pressure wasn't on the guys, whether or not they could get out there and perform easy for the customer. It was just great. I mean, the, the trout in the river was just, well, I enjoyed it. I really, you know, it's been a long time since I got to hammer them like that. But it was good. And the whole the whole season was great. We, the business was great this year. We were booked every single day. I mean, it's as good as it gets. Well, I'll tell you, I really enjoyed the company of our friend Sarah Giles and Andy, and uh, they got to bring their little dog out there. And, you know, I was pulling so much for when Chet Dog finally jumped in the water, went and picked up that duck, and I said, oh, it's going to happen. She's coming back. Oh, well, I thought it was going to bring it back. <laughs> and she <laughs> dropped it and wouldn't bring the duck back, but she sure had a fun time with it, that's for sure. Yeah, rather was just throwing it up in the air and having a good time. She just don't need to bring it back. But she's very, very young. She's not but maybe eight, nine months old. So, yeah, she'll get it. I mean, she's retrieved grouse and pheasants and all that already, but that was our first duck hunt. No big old canvas bag as big as her. <laughs> yeah, and I tell you what, that was some real nice, plump, fat canvas bag. I imagine oh, that's wow. like the ones they used to sell in the French Quarter around the turn of the century as commercial Yeah, that, that was the market hunter's best yeah. birds. You know, they would take those and salt them in barrels and put them on the trains to go to the restaurants in New York. So I cooked three of them the day before yesterday. Now I know why. Oh, man, was it good. How did you cook them? I forgot to ask you. I, I, I did Uncle Cotton's recipe, you know, my old mentor, Cotton DeRoche, and I just cut them up like chicken, and then I browned them and browned them, and I browned them in bear fat. I, I had some bear, bear fat, fat some customers <laughs> brought me. So I put a little bear fat down there, and I, I browned them in that really good then I covered them with a copious amount of garlic. I mean, more than you would ever think. Yeah. Like three or four pods of garlic. And all that garlic cooks away, and you can't even taste it after. And the ducks are just fabulous. Just cook them for two or three hours. Just add a little water, add a little water, a little Tony's. And, boy, I tell you what, mm-hmm. we, we, we ate the whole pot in, in – <laughs> the three of us ate them all. Ooh, I could eat that for <laughs> breakfast. I wonder if my local Rouse's has bear fat. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think so. I went to get olive oil, and, and somebody used my <laughs> olive oil. So I said, you know what? I got that bear fat. Let me put some of that in there. Uh, it really it really worked out good. I mean, bear fat was used for everything from, from oil and skins to cooking. I mean, it was Man, very valuable to the Indians. So I said, "Well, let me let me put it on there and see how it works out." It worked out great. Yeah. And, and I told I told Ben, I said, "Yeah, I cooked him with a little bear fat." He said, "Bear fat? Where'd you get bear fat?" Well, <laughs> keep it handy. You might need to grease your wheel bear wheel bearing sometime on your trail. I think <laughs> it'll probably right. be good for that too. I said, I just have things, guys, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that nobody else has. Well, that's great. Yeah. Look, somebody wants to come down there and have fun fishing with you guys. Tell them how to get you. CajunFishingAdventures.com, and uh, it's time for those big old trout to start roaming, too. So thank you. Call me on my cell phone at 504-559-5111, and I'm going to hunt them down. All right. Sounds good, my friend. We'll see you. uh, What's that? Tuesday. We're going after the woodcock. See you then. All right. See you, buddy. All righty. Ryan Lambert. Cajun Fishing Adventures. Boy, they got some stuff. Bear fat. You know, cook your canvas back. Whoever thought. All right, coming back after this, going to wrap it up with some of your text messages. We thank you for them. 
504-260-1870. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, let me see if I can get to as many of your text messages as possible. If I can't get to it, I certainly apologize, but I do thank you for shooting it over. 504-260-1870 is the number. We're hearing from our regular listener, the backstrap stacker. He did a little Mardi Gras last night. Now he's headed up to Clark County, Alabama, going to see if the little backstrap stacker can get his last buck. It's muggy, but hopefully they'll move good after this rain. Y'all have a good day. You do the same, stacker. And let's see, we have this one say, uh, has the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries ever considered changing the slot size and possession limits on black drum? What are your thoughts? That's Big E from Thibodeau. way that works, Big E, is they, uh, they do mandatorily stock assessments. In other words, they, they do a study to find out the spawning potential ratio, basically the health of the population. On, based on what that shows, they take necessary action. If they find that the, the, the species is overfished, they come up with recommendations to correct that. Uh, as far as I know, the last stock assessments on black drum have been good, and so not necessary to consider any changes at this time. Good question, Big E from Thibodeau. Thank you for listening down there. Uh, we got the worm checking in and Duckhead from Denham Springs. He and son number four are at Richard K. Yancey. That is one of the state's WMAs. They're hoping to bag a few ducks on this final weekend of the duck season. Dixie George, hadn't heard from you in a while. Dixie, He's over at the Dixie Ranch Hunting Club. All from there want to thank the game wardens for their hard work. It is a very difficult and tough job and one that we sure need. All right, uh, let's see. we got the snake doctor checking in. He's waiting for the front to pass so he can get out there with the fly rod in his kayak. Uh, someone wants the addre- email address for the redfish issue as well as the pogey issue. That would be wlf.la.gov. That'll take you to the Wildlife and Fisheries website, or you can just Google it and look for a commission, and that's where you'll find where you make comments to our commission. All right, here we go. Uh, wow, not just fishing hunting tips, but important information for the outdoorsman. That's difficult to find. Thanks for all the info in your show. No rain, plenty of boudin biscuits. It don't get no better, says the Lafayette kayaker. And someone has a suggestion that we ship excess Louisiana bears to a place where they need them. Uh, yeah, it might not be a bad idea. Of course, they are having proposed that we do a management by hunting season and uh, we'll stay on top of that and see how that turns out. Uh, let's see. We have, that was uh, John Terrebonne. Um, here we are. It says, great show. Still raining in Bayou Liberty. My garden is a duck pond. I'm watching for some pool to, to show up. That's from our friend Big Mike. All right. So there we go. I got caught up on those. Uh, don't forget uh, about Bayou Wild TV. Uh, right now, I'm hoping the rain has cleared from uh, the Erath area. That's where our team is out there with a couple of LSU football players. Tell you what, these guys really showed a lot of promise. I'm talking about Wit and West, two brothers, Weeks. They're from Georgia, but they're no stranger to the outer doors, and they're going to be doing some feral hog hunting from airboats. It's uh, one of the episodes you'll be seeing of Tigers in the Wild. And that show will premiere on Bayou Wild TV next Saturday. It begins, of course, we air on a bunch of different channels and YouTube and different days and times. If you go to our website, which is BayouWildTV.com, you'll find a listing near you. And if not, you can watch all of the replays on the website right there. 
Uh, Alex Malazzo, LSU uh, catcher, and Kurt, uh, Cade Woods. We took them out to Hackberry Rod and Gun with uh, Bobby and, and Kirk Stancil. You hear them on the show quite often. They did a cast and blast, went out on the marsh, shot a few ducks, caught a few fish, talked about their, their baseball seasons and their aspirations and also their experiences in the outdoors. Uh, and we're going to be doing a series of these, so uh, it's going to be coming to a TV near you. You don't want to miss that. Also heard from Captain Ahab over in Delacro. He said it's not raining in Delacro. He says he thinks he might be in a break. Maybe there's been some that passed and more to come. If you're waiting uh, on go like a lot of people right now, keep your eye on the radar. That system is moving from uh, it's a diagonal line from the northeast extending down to the southwest. I'm talking about way out into the Gulf, and if you we've been tracking it on radar. It seems like it's slowed down a little bit, but it's still moving across, and it's starting now to get into the Mobile, Alabama area and extends back to, I guess, maybe north of Baton Rouge, uh, Hammond area is where the trailing edge is, and then, of course, it's going to be approaching Homa and uh, down into the Gulf of Mexico and then sweeping across southeast Louisiana and moving on to Florida and to finally getting out of here. And the forecast for next week, uh, cooler weather, a little drier weather as far as the humidity, and certainly no rain, lots of sunshine. I hope they're as accurate on that forecast as they was on the one this week. Well, we're out of time. That's going to wrap it up, but you're invited to come do this again with us. We do it each and every week, 5 to 7 a.m. We talk outdoors. We talk hunting, fishing, issues that affect you as the Louisiana and actually Mississippi, Alabama, Texas sportsmen. We try to make it interesting, and I hope you enjoyed it. And Please come back next week and tune us in for The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.